Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. My next guest is Art Matthews from Matthews Law Firm. He's been with us before, um, and Art is the president and founder of the California. They focus on helping businesses collect money quickly and with no upfront fees. And by working primarily on a contingency basis, the firm and its clients work together to achieve the best possible results in the shortest time possible. And, uh, you know, today we're going to continue our conversation that we had last time about how important that is and maybe kind of check in on, on uh, what the business climate is for, for that type of work. Art, welcome once again to the show. Thanks so much for joining me again. Thank you, Bill. Happy to be here. Hey, Art, uh, how are things going in, in today's economy? We're here in, uh, in 2019. The economy seems to be doing well. The market's a little bit crazy. But, uh, you know, people have been projecting a recession for a while, but now people are starting to say, eh, maybe not, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> not so bad. Maybe you're probably an indicator, uh, an early indicator of whether people are paying their bills or not. What's going on with in your world? Well, um you know, the, the economy has been really good for a long period of time. That doesn't, you know, I, I always joke to, to non-lawyers that, you know, who ask me about, you know, what type, what, what I do and how things are going is, you know, people are always suing one another. So, um, you know, we've been doing this for almost 30 years. And so um, sometimes it's even better if the, from my practice, which is collections, if, if things are doing okay, because businesses still have money, they have resources, maybe they have some cash flow issues, but they're still, they're still ongoing. Um, you know, when you're in a 2007 to 2010 situation where businesses are just closing their doors, um, that's difficult. That's a difficult environment for a collection attorney mm. because, you know, you can't squeeze, you know, the old saying, you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. So things are actually, I, I like the balance we have right now uh, in terms of the economy and, you know, still have um, you know, obviously we have clients, and sometimes we, we counsel them as best we can. But sometimes they make you know, you know, poor decisions about credit and who to extend it to. And when mm-hmm. those things happen, then they need our services. So, uh, if I what I hear you saying is that in a good economy, there are more transactions, and that means more transactions can go wrong in in some way, shape, or form. And that that uh, is a good thing for you. Uh, you know, I, I've been reading recently about the consumer debt is is you know at all time highs and you know crushing people people are uh, especially in our area in, in Orange County here people are in a lot of credit card debt uh and and I wonder uh, uh how that plays into what what you do if at all um most of our practice is focused on 
business to business. Um, but, you know, when people, especially if you're trying to collect from a small business, um, you know, the, the owner's personal finances and the business's finances are sometimes, you know, you know intertwined, almost intertwined. one and the same. So, yeah, I mean, so when, uh, you know, if, if we're trying to collect for, a, you know, against a large company or a medium-sized company that is having some cash flow issues, you know, the credit card debt part of it doesn't really come into it. But if we're trying to collect from a small business, you know, that has two or three employees and the owner uses his credit cards to finance, you know, ups and downs, that can definitely play into it. And, um, you know, and, and certainly it's certainly going to be an issue. I mean, it's certainly, you know, we're not seeing anything close to what, you know, precipitated the 2007-2010 bubble bursting. Right. But, you know, but the amount of debt is certainly concerning. Um, you know, home values keep appreciating. People keep borrowing against their homes. There's a lot of refinance activity. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have to keep an eye on that. I mean, the economists have to keep an eye on that for sure. Well, I just I was just thinking as a general indicator, if more and more people are getting more and more into debt, I mean, there there are certainly some good reasons when an iPhone costs eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe that's a, more of a sign of the times. So let's talk about the the collection process. A lot of people wonder about that. You know, they say, you know, uh, I have a situation. I would I would probably engage someone, but I just don't know what I'm getting myself into. So how does the collection process work generally? Well, um, and that's a really good question. Um, you know, I have uh, I've run across clients and and companies who they just like what you said they just don't know what to do so they tend to do nothing so sometimes we'll get we'll get matters that are you know receivables or loans that have been you know in default for two years or more and so you know that's usually not a good thing you know collections don't get better they're not like fine wine they don't get better with age they become harder to collect sometimes yeah uh, the longer the, the more stale they become so um as far as you know we w- we would advise uh, you know, everybody out there to, you know, if you've got someone who's 90 days, 60, 90 days, hasn't paid, um, you know, definitely keep an eye on it. It might be a good time after about 90 days or so to uh, to send it to an outside firm, uh, whether it's a law firm like us or a collection agency, and see if they can, uh, you know, see what they can do. And obviously, we're sensitive you know, probably more than a collection agency would be to client relationships. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe there's a situation where you want to, re- you know, that's a long, long-standing customer and you don't want to, you don't want to push too hard because you don't really. So, uh, you know, and we can be as aggressive or as sensitive to the relationship as we need to be, depending on what our client requests. So generally, as far as the process goes, we generally just start off with a letter uh, and it can be as stern or as, you know, hey, you know, what's going on, you know, we understand there's a problem, what can we do to help, that type of thing. So you generally start off with a letter, maybe a, a couple of letters if they don't respond to the first one, just to try to get some dialogue going, because yeah. that's usually how you get things resolved. Once they call us up and they say they want to work it out, you know, 95 times out of 100, we're going to be able to work it out, usually without even having to go to court. And we just, you know, if they have cash flow issues, we'll just put them on a payment plan that's acceptable to the client. And, uh, you know, you don't need to go to court and they get their, you know, they get their, you know, the client gets paid. And if the client has a, a contract with the customer and has an attorney fee clause, then we can usually collect most, if not all, of the attorney's fees as well. So it doesn't end up costing our client anything to, to you know, utilize our services. So um, now if a letter doesn't work, if there's a dispute, if, you know, just we're not getting a response, then the next step would be to talk with the client and counsel them on whether we want to litigate. Um, it has, mm-hmm. In order to litigate, it has to be, generally you want to have something that's, you know, above $7,500, $10,000 to make it, um, you know, to make it make sense. 
um, and we, we do some due diligence on the, on the if we're not getting a response we you know we'll do more due diligence on the, the customer and are they still in business what's going on with them um, and so you know from that standpoint we, we don't we want to make good decisions for our clients as far as you know why sue a company that's out of business or is you know on it on death door um, and but sometimes we have to do that you know we've we filed you know, many, many lawsuits over the years um, because, mm-hmm. you know, negotiations don't don't work. And, um, you know, the legal process in a collection case isn't all that complicated. Um, it generally takes about six months to a year to resolve. And, you know, m- the vast majority of the time we end up getting a recovery for our client. But sometimes there are, you know, there are debtors out there that just won't pay unless they're they're facing, you know, standing before a judge. So that's always a last resort, but if we have to do it, we have to do it. Now, does your firm, you know, a lot of times I'm sure you can you can look at situations that you looked at many, many, many situations, and you probably should have said, uh, or you probably would say to the client, you know, I wish you would have called me and told me about this person and their situation because I could have seen this coming five miles away. Um, yeah. Do you guys get involved at all, or do you help people find out about who they're getting into transactions in before the case on a preventative basis? We usually don't get involved as far as who mm-hmm. our customers or our clients select as their customers, but what we do is, from a preventative standpoint, is we look at their contracts to make sure they have the right language in there. Uh-huh. So if there is a problem, that it's favorable to our client. Um, we might have touched on this the last time, but two really important um, things that you want to see in a contract from, from a, my standpoint, from a collection standpoint, are an attorney fee clause, because I just talked about being able to collect attorney's fees, so, you know, so our fees are, pay, are paid by the customer, not by our, you know, the, the client's customer, not by our client. And because in, in California and in most states in the country, if there's not an attorney fee clause, you can't recover the attorney's fees. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other thing would be a venue clause, especially if you're a customer that, that, you know, let's say you're in Los Angeles County and you do business with a lot of companies outside of your area, you want to have a clause in the contract which says that if there's a dispute, it's going to be litigated in L.A. County. Or if you're in Orange mm-hmm. County, it would say Orange County or whatever you select. So that way you're, you know, you're, you're litigating on your home turf. You're not having to go to a different county or a different state to chase one of your customers. So those are the two most important things we'd like to see um, in, in con, you know, from a preventative standpoint in contracts, as, as well as default language. You know, uh, you know, there's, there's any myriad number of things that we would want to look at. But, yes, we do help our, our customers all the time to make sure that, um, you know, they've got the right language in their contracts or in their invoices, their, you know, their, their, their purchase orders, that type of thing, depending on the type of business they have. Yeah, and one thing I know about you, uh, Art, is that you're well-networked uh, among other types of advisors. So if, even if someone were to call you and say, hey, I'm thinking about getting into this transaction, I need, uh, uh, you know, I need the right language. Uh, I want to need to make sure I'm, I'm setting this up so I don't fail on the back end. And number two, I, I feel kind of sketchy about this person. You know, who can you refer me to that maybe could do a background check or, or check yep. into what other uh, situations they might have been in. I mean, I've, I've had several situations where uh, people have gotten into things. They did, went and did a background check, and they found out, you know, this person has has tax liens. They have defaulted on mortgages. Uh, they, they've even had some kind of civil litigation in the past. Why, you know, if you, you can find that stuff out pretty easily, and why, you know, again, uh, sometimes prevention is, is the better part of, of a situation. But 
people get into situations all the time, and I've had uh, I've had clients that um, unfortunately trusted uh, many of their vendors too much. Uh, things got stretched out, and they, and you know, the owner would always say, "Don't worry, he's good for it." I know that, you know, we're we're golf buddies yeah. or whatever. I just he's just going through some tough times. Then the owner passed away, and the widow had a real tough time. As a matter of fact, some of them just defaulted altogether because that trust goes out the window. So that's something if you're a business owner to think about that. Just because things are great while you're while you're around, uh, you, you know they could fall apart in a hurry if anything were to happen to you. This is a big part of your planning. So, what's a typical fee for your 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 firm services, Art? If we're working on a contingency, we generally take a third, 33% of what we recover. Um, mm-hmm. it, but we're flexible because if if someone, you know, we we collected, uh, you know, a several million dollar judgment a couple of years ago for a client. We did that hourly because the client could afford to pay our, you know, our hourly rate, which is generally around 450 an hour. But mm-hmm. um, sometimes you have a business and they, you know, they for you know our own customers, they just don't have the cash flow and they they want to just you know work on a contingency basis. So generally we work on a 33% contingency basis. But if it's a much larger matter, we'll we'll work with you. If it's you know a million dollar matter, we might take 33% on the first hundred thousand and then you know scale it down from there. So it's fair for both sides. You know, and we're sensitive to that. So we generally leave it up to our client to decide how they want to work, whether it's on a flat fee or an hourly or on a contingency. But most clients in collection situations prefer to work on a contingency because then they have no downside risk. If we don't collect, they don't have to, they don't have to pay us anything. Right. Yeah, I, I have a question that a lot of people are probably wondering, and that is, when is, a matter, when is it too small to bring to someone like you? Um, you, know, we'll, you know, we'll take stuff that's, Three thousand and, and above, because we, now are okay. we going to on a three thousand dollar matter? Are we going to sue on it? No, we, you know we're just going to write letters, yeah. make a few phone calls, and if if we can't collect it, we can't collect it. They can still go to small claims court. Um, you know, if they're here in California, they can. And most most jurisdictions have most states have small claims courts. So you know, you could handle it on your own if you wanted to do that without involving an attorney. So, um, but you know, we tell client we we take the the, the the good with the bad. You know, we we have customers that send us. Clients that send us, you know, you know, huge matters, small matters, and we don't, we don't turn, turn them away because it's too small generally. Yeah, and I would imagine for most uh, businesses with, uh, dealing with a lot of vendors uh, or transactions that it's comforting to know they have someone they can turn to uh, where you've built a relationship. So those types of things probably often turn into relationships. Do you guys work with uh, in other, any other practice areas? Uh, we do, and that's you know that that's what happens a lot is you know people will come to us because they have a collection matter, and they you know they learn to trust us and you know appreciate you know the, what we do, and they'll say, hey, do you handle contracts? Do you handle real estate? You know, real estate dispute, and we you know we we are also business litigators. You know, we handle business disputes, not just collections. Although the focus of our practice, you know, probably about fifty percent of it is the collection side. But yes, I mean sometimes relationships morph into other things. Things, and we can assist there as well. That's great to know. And so, uh, you know, there's you're gonna if you're in business someday, you're gonna have a dispute in some way, shape, or form. So it's really good to know that you have someone that specializes in that particular area and can also help you with other areas. And that's where Matthew's Law Firm comes in. So, uh, Art, before we go, uh, can you give our listeners a couple of tips or precautions or quick quick ideas to work with? Well, like I said before, you know, don't let your collections get to two things. Is it's a good idea to always 
be looking at your agreements, your, the agreements you sign with your, co- your customers. If you don't have a, a contract with your customers and you're doing things on a handshake, you definitely should have a written agreement. And that's something, you know, someone like us can help you with. Or, you know, if you have a, 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 an existing attorney, you should reach out to them and, you know, make sure that they, they draft a contract for you that deals with your particular business and has the right language, you know, to cover disputes that might come up. Um, and then, as I touched on earlier, as far as don't let your collection, don't be afraid to engage someone like us. If you're if you're unable to collect from someone, you know, keeping it in house for months and years is, you know, at some point your customer realizes that you're, you're then they stop taking you seriously because they don't think you're going to do anything. So it changes dramatically usually when they hear from us or someone like us, you know, on an attorney letterhead. Oh, okay, you know, they're escalating it, and that's when things, you know, can get more quickly resolved. So. You know that was the other point I wanted to make. Don't let your collections get too stale. Yeah, and I know I know a lot of business owners that um, like to have uh, a collection for a firm like yours um, that they can then say, oh yeah, the I can't stop the I can't stop the attorneys, man. They're they 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 preserve their friendship by having a professional working on that side of the business, just like other parts of the business. And then the owner, owner to owner, they can always say, well, you know, I, I can't stop the attorney. You guys, you know, just pay your bill, you know, yep. <laughs> get, yep. get it current. No, they we, can keep we, a friend, we, friendly relationship that way. No, we're happy to play the bad cop. You know, let, the, let, the, let our yeah. customer you know, <laughs> be, be the good cop and we'll be the bad cop. And, you know, it's really easy to get in touch with, with Art Matthews at Matthews Law Firm. Um, they have a website, very easy to know. Uh, it's matthewsfirm.net, matthewsfirm.net. And uh, once people go there, they'll learn all about, uh, you know, you'll learn all about the firm and their capabilities. Is that the best way for people to get in touch with you? Would you prefer a phone call or what What would you suggest? You know, phone suggest, call, or? email. Our email address is info at matthewsfirm.net. And our phone number is 714-647-7110. Can't get easier than that. Um, Art, again, you you bring uh, clarity to a a situation that sometimes is awkward for business owners who who need to be, you know, uh, well-liked in their community, but they need to be firm when it comes to their money. And uh, you you really bring a valuable service to our, our listeners, and I really appreciate the information that you provided today. And I hope we can talk again at some point in the future. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 